Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me is Jimmy Fax. Do I call you Jimmy? Are we that close? I you can you can just you know I, it's actually weird that just facts is for people that are closer to me, right? You you drop the first name. That's just how we go. I have as as I've alluded on the podcast, I have four siblings. We all call each other facts. It is a sign <laughs> of great affection. See, I've always called you facts. Uh, calling you Jim or Jimmy felt weird, but you know it does make you feel like a newspaper boy in a Marvel comic. Yeah, no. And and that's kind of what I'm going for with it. Right. That's why it's kind of my Twitter newsboy identity. And, um, you know, just, just at the top of the bat, can I just give, you know, before we get into it, I know we got some big stuff to cover today. Um, you know, Chris isn't able to join today. It's you and me last week. It was you and he, uh, I did listen and just, just one pretty critical bit of feedback <laughs> as a listener. I yeah not nearly enough beast man i i okay okay yeah yeah the the i noticed that on the last episode the west virginia viewership did drop pretty quick when they realized um which is funny because we have been getting way more downloads out of west virginia than we normally do so we are hitting a market that you know podcasts aren't traveling to well, you know, West Virginia, we now know whether it's a wrestling show or a podcast. If it's free, they'll bring a chair and they will meet you there. <laughs> they will bring their chair. They will sit down. They'll give you a listen. If we were on Spotify Premium, maybe not. Right. But but right now we're, we're, we're giving this away for free. West Virginia, all in on that. That's true. You know, we, the second we hit that Joe Rogan <laughs> level of Spotify viewer like listenership down a little right now we're hitting that sweet west virginia spot tapping into gold people got their lawn chairs in their front yard they're tailgating listening to this exactly getting their wrestling information and they love it this is this is what the appalachian professional wrestling crowd pre-games to they tailgate to they blast us we talked about how some some other viewers might might listen to us during their morning commute we're really gunning to be the official tailgate podcast of Appalachian wrestling. I don't think it is impossible that we could get some microphones, be invited there as guest of honor and do a live set from the Buffalo wild wings before one of these shows. I would be, it would be such an honor. I mean, it really, I was not joking around when I said that that has been officially added to my bucket list. Um, Chris and I are planning a trip to Mexico city in a few, you know, near the end of the year. So I already have plans to take off that bucket list item and it's just getting replaced with the Buffalo wild wings in West Virginia. I, I think I am a little afraid of Shane Douglas hearing these and feel like we're not putting enough respect on the net because we are fans of this wrestling promotion. I don't want this to seem like we're joking. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just, and and I don't think this is a hit on on Shane at all. I think that what we're saying is Shane Douglas is very clearly the Bret Hart of Appalachian wrestling, right? It's just right now, Beast Man is stone cold, right? He's the the two of them next time they dance is going to be their Mania thirteen moment, and it's just going to make you know 
one of them who's already kind of an immortal of Appalachian wrestling, it's going to just burn his star even brighter. And then the other one, Beast Man, is just going to be, he's just going to move to to just sites previously un, unthought of. So a genuine concern for me is, <clears throat> while we could get that Bret Hart Stone Cold WrestleMania moment out of these two, I'm worried that before we get there, that maybe Shane Douglas gets a little jealous. Maybe we get mm-hmm. a different Hart Stone Cold moment. Maybe we get Owen versus Stone Cold Ooh. and he breaks Beast Man's neck because he sees that his star is burning too bright. Or or it could be Austin Michaels, right? Where like he's a pro, he's going to do the job, particularly cuz you know, he's I'm sure, I'm sure Shane Douglas in 2022 has some pretty substantial back problems, right? So just Hey, <clears throat> I'll give the kid the rub on my way out. I don't know when I'm going to be back, but I'm I'm already Hall of Fame rarefied air. But based on Beast Man's valet, the term "give the kid the rub" means something <laughs> completely different to him. I watched him jerk a bone off at a four-year-old and say. I don't even remember what the fuck he said. I said it in the podcast earlier, but it was something about like, here's a bone for you. Well, obviously when I said, give him a rub, I meant, you know, the, the spices that you and Chris used last week. They, it sounded like it went really well, surprisingly well. So, I mean, getting Be- beast man involved in, in the, the wrestling se- seasoning game seems like a no brainer. And that that's maybe a way that Shane can kind of uh, get some money off of this, right? He gets a couple of percentage points on all the beast man seasonings when those hit the market. <laughs> uh, dude's gourmet is fucking up. Not already being in, in beast man's uh, DMS getting this, getting this set up. Uh, you, okay. So that was your complaint about last week's episode. We yeah. did have one other listener complaint and I do need to go ahead and say what it was. Uh, it was from the one and only Derek Halpin. Oh yes. I saw that. Uh, so Derek, <laughs> he called me to voice these complaints and um i believe his quote was you made me sound like a fucking pud <laughs> <laughs> that does sound in I, I only saw the text messages he shared on our group thread but that that sounds like uh you you hit that sounds like his voice all right <laughs> uh if anyone thinks i I've, i don't think i've ever said pud now i can't stop saying it thank you derek sure. Uh, but yeah, so Derek says that I made him sound like a pud and he wanted everybody to know he has not been watching WWE, uh, start to finish every week. He has just been watching the YouTube clips, but that being said, he said that the WWE shirt is still under the AEW shirt ready to go, you know, when he does get there. Well, you know, then that's that's a good transition point, because one interesting thing is I have not watched any full WWE shows in years, dot, 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 until last weekend where I was at my brother's house in Chicago. We had some other plans. A couple things changed around and we ended up basically just hanging out at his house for the entire weekend with his kids. They had a bunch of stuff got, you know, bad weather stuff got canceled. But we watched just a, a shit ton of Peacock. And I watched a lot of SummerSlam. I watched the Hell in the Cell. I feel like I'm, I am actually not ready to to say that I have a WWE shirt underneath it. I think I it even more entrenched me with like, yeah, there's some decent stuff, but I feel like I watched every significant WWE thing of the last year in a single day, 
and I feel good not having shaped that over a year. Plus, I think we're we should get into what 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 just happened in real time when we're getting into which I think in my mind. I think I had been drifting a little bit from AEW. I hadn't actually been. It's kind of like I'm not cheating on AEW, but my eye has begun to wander a little bit. You know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll take out the garbage later. Like it's gotten a little too domestic, my relationship with, with AEW. But tonight. You've been secret texting other wrestling promotions in the bathroom. I, I, well, in Appalachian, even kind of openly, where it's like AEW's like, well, he's never going to leave me for Appalachian. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course not, honey. And stuff like that. But I do got to say, we are recording actually while we're watching in real time, the end of, of this week's Dynamite is still on. We're in the six-man tag match right now. But we the world title match in this week's dynamite was basically in my metaphor, the equivalent of my wife, just me coming home from work. And my wife is just wearing like a trench coat. She just opens it up and she's wearing like <laughs> sexy lingerie and like fishnets. And I'm like, Oh baby, I've forgotten, you know, I've forgotten what, uh, what, why we shacked up in the first place. And then Maybe you finished in three minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, for those of you now who know how long that Punk Moxley match was, that's about how how long Mrs. Fax uh, gets me before I'm out of breath and just ready to explode. So we were concerned in the we lead up f- to this match. For a lot of reasons, right? You and I were, were, were texting, you know, also with, uh, with Derek, with Chris, you know, it was suspicious. The show opens up. You and I both talked about it. We assumed the six man was the opener. But they open up with Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Brian Danielson cutting promos. And suspiciously, they're not even talking about what is. I mean, Garrett, I'm not wrong when I say this was probably literally the biggest match in the history of Dynamite to this point, right? Is it? It's 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 up there with me. the only thing I can think of is the winter is coming. Brian. You mean yeah, just as far was... as like pure star power, big money match happening was... on live TV. But I think this one has it was it had the star power. It may not have had the build that the winter is coming Kenny Omega match or or the hangman uh Danielson that you mentioned, but it was also to unify the interim belts, which is not something they've done. It was something where either way we were going to have a new world. It was literally the main event of the quarterly PPV until like two thirds of the way through Dynamite last week. And all of a sudden they're like, like let's hire WrestleMania. Like not yeah, just quarterly pay-per-view. Like this is kind of <clears throat> the pay-per-view. This is what we all wait for all year. I mean, they had Christian in the title match last year. This is this is nothing to sneeze at. That's that's a joke. Obviously, we, we all thought, and I think Tony, until a month before, thought it was going to be the, the Hangman, you know, finally taking the title off Kenny, which which happened uh, a pay per view later. But yeah, like I, I think it's huge, and they're not even like talking about it. And then like thirty five minutes into the show, they casually just throw out, "Oh, Will Osprey's in our main event tonight," and it's like, "Wait, did Will Osprey replace Moxley in the match?" Like, what's going on? And then they just throw out, oh yeah, the title match is up next. It it reeked of of fuckery, right? It it seemed like we were gonna get some kind of like Russo era bullshit where there wasn't even gonna be a match. That's honestly what I was thinking leading into this. This I know so in our text thread, 
you and I seem to very much enjoy what happened. I saw that Derek yeah. said he absolutely hated this. And uh, yes, I man, I was fucking surprised because I liked Moxley enough. I l- I've always like been fond of Moxley. And- but the past few months, John Moxley, like has actively become like my guy in this company. Yeah. Yeah, and for the listeners, in case it doesn't come out, I hope it comes out how much we love this man. Like, we poke fun at him because, you know, but it's like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, no, 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 I legitimately am worried about his mental health because I love the man and and that he's he's suffering for his art and I am loving everything he's doing. And I mentioned in that text thread, even I surprised myself when they had the intros and this match was actually starting how much I wanted Moxley to win and how much more I like Moxley than punk. And I don't think it's just because of the promo punk cut last week. I just think it's Mox is so connected with our demographic of wrestling fan that this is like, it's almost like we are the world champions now. Yes. Yes. I mean, we've been getting some pretty decent uh, GCW matches from him more regularly. He bled in that barn for even, me. By the way, even the for those there's no even the GCW matches that there was a zero percent chance he was losing, right? That those matches are really good. Like the Tony Deppin match, there was no chance Tony Deppin was winning the GCW title from John Moxley. But that match was a fucking banger. Every single GCW title match has been great. He is really trying, like yeah. and. I feel like he has hit this part of his career where he is just, yeah, bangers are what he has in him. This isn't something I ever related to John Moxley. Like, this is like a Kenny Omega thing where it's just like in his sleep, he's going to put on a good match. But Moxley's kind of hitting this, this his stride. It honestly makes you feel like if we went back and watched the the post-show promo at at All In with Cody doing the we're all professional wrestling, I feel like... John Moxley just shits on that. He's like, Cody, you thought you were professional wrestling back then? Fuck you, buddy. I'll show you what professional wrestling in 2022 is. I'm going to bleed with Mance Warner on a Friday night on a show that gets half a million viewers. Yeah, and and just because I think we're going to have to unpack a little bit of this, I just need to get my shit in here and say, as of now... You know, we're watching the show on mute. Maybe they've said something. Maybe something's on Twitter you and I haven't seen yet. But there needs to be presumably a new main event for All Out. Somebody's got to fight, fight Moxie for this title. I'm thinking it could be Beastman. I don't know how he's going to do West Virginia War Games and then also fight Moxley in Chicago. But, I mean, he's a primordial Beastman. I think he can figure something out. The problem is... Tony Khan doesn't listen to the fans. He, mm. he claims to listen to us. I mean, obviously he gave us this match where John Moxley comes out and beats fucking CM Punk in a mid card match in, in like three, three minutes. minutes, clean as a sheet. And can we just cover by the way? Cause I think you and I are on this page, but let's just talk through it in real time. out loud. Like, that there's no way that was a legit injury spot with punk. Right. I mean, that was pretty seemed pretty clearly the scripted way that match was going to go that he literally hit a kick and his own off it. Like, and then that hurt his foot. Like that just seemed like a way for punk to save a little bit of face. 
But that felt like that was the scripted finish, and there there was no fuckery around a legit injury. Yeah, I I no, I didn't think anything about that scene. Like you know, we didn't get the we didn't get them throwing up the X or anything. Like he even worked the foot after he hurt them because yeah, right. basically bell rings, CM Punk kicks John Moxley in the head, immediately injures his foot. Moxley runs around him for a second, puts him in a a couple holds. And just beats the shit. Death Rider beats the shit out of him. It just beats the shit because it was only like a three four minute match, but it was just Moxley absolutely stomping him. Like it, it was a fucking squash match on Dynamite it, against their top star. By the way, <laughs> you know what? I'm just realizing this now. I think GCW or AEW. This has got to be the first title match Moxley hasn't bled in in a very long time. He doesn't have time to bleed. He didn't have Moxie didn't have time to bleed. That's like a James Bond movie. No time to bleed. <laughs> John Moxley. Do you think that Tony Khan saw our text thread from earlier in the week where I said to you, hey, I'm after watching and hearing some of this stuff. I, I think CM Punk might might be an asshole. I, well, so I, let's talk about that. Right. Because so. It was interesting, you know, because I was traveling, so I didn't see the punk promo last week in real time. I got to my hotel. I was on a work trip. I got to my hotel and I watched the second half of Dynamite. So thankfully, I got the Kenny Omega stuff live and we should probably talk about that in a minute. But <clears throat> I missed the punk promo. Uh, all I heard, you know, is is that, hey, that this match got bumped up to next week. But then I did watch the promo, you know, the next day or two days later and then I, I obviously read on the dirt sheets how, hey, his comments against Paige were kind of a shoot. There's a lot of backstage animosity. It's a little unclear. Is this a some people are in the this is all a work camp, although I don't understand what the upside for AEW is making it seem like everybody hates CM Punk backstage. It seems like a pretty bizarre work. <laughs> but after this, it does kind of make you wonder what were things kind of falling apart backstage? And then after the the Adam Page shoot comment that really buries Page and there's nothing Page can do about it, did Tony Khan just go, fuck it, now you're getting squashed on Dynamite? Or, you know, yeah. originally you were getting the, the main pay-per-view shot and maybe you're going over, maybe Mox was, but like, hey, now you're just getting squashed and you're going to learn not to fucking run your mouth. I, I don't know. I don't see a world where that's the case. He's too fucking popular, especially going Chicago, into a pay-per-view yeah. in Chicago to not have but, him. And I mean, who knows? What's he going to do now? Next week. I, but what do you do? Do you think, do you think they're just going to run back Moxley punk? And this is kind of like to make punk seem like an underdog, because that would be weird after, because he's clearly the heel in this feud. I think even in Chicago, right? Like, I, I don't know, man, you and I have been to a lot of wrestling shows in Chicago What's the what's the the promo gonna be like? He's gonna be like, "You want a title shot? You hurt your toes kicking me in the head, and I beat you because of it." Like, yeah, what? I I don't unless like does I, this go into a CM Punk MJF thing? Not for a title. I, or, I went I went thirty eight minutes in a Punjabi prison match with Starboy last week. You couldn't last three minutes with me on primetime television with censors, boy. I don't know why my mox all of a sudden turns into like He's Dick Slater. Like, I went 37 minutes with Starboy Charlie in the Punjabi <laughs> prison in a match in Poughkeepsie that nobody saw. Bluck buckets of blood. Buckets. You broke your foot on TV. 
<laughs> yeah, he's, he's John Moxley's just slowly becoming Harley Race. I think that that's what both of us were doing. We were slowly <laughs> making our Moxley into. Pretty soon, it's just going to turn into a guy with a trach. Like in the coming day, in the coming days, I will defeat you. Well, that's where on our on our old podcast, the best there ever was. We used to notice that one of the things is when you do Vince. Um, if you do Vince for long enough, particularly if you have a group of people that everyone's doing Vince, eventually it turns into Mario from the Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and it's weird because you think Vince McMahon and Mario not remotely the same, but somehow you do Vince long enough, that's where you go. So I think Mox is that with uh, Sling Blade. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, Red, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think I cut my face up there. Yeah. That's my knife. Stop I gotta fight now. I, now, see, now, anytime I hear Super Mario now, I know you're you're a movie guy with me. Um, my, I no longer think Super Mario. I think Jared Leto and House of Gucci. So it just uh, immediately becomes like, a stone the cold, oh, you're a fired. Yeah, it's gonna, they're gonna get a lot of pushback with Chris Pratt is doing the voice of Mario in, in a giant movie where it's like, no, you gotta get Jared Leto, Leto to do this. That was his, he had an audition and he should have won an Oscar for that audition. I don't even I, like Jared Leto and I thought that was a great performance. I, I think, and it was a very cartoonish performance, right? I mean, you do he it was right in a there. different movie than everybody else in that thing. But like, if you want to do it, make it a crossover. Have Lady Gaga play uh, the princess. You know, mm. you could, you could kind of, you could kind of work it. Have um, uh, De Niro or uh, sorry, Pacino could uh, he could play Bowser, King Koopa. <laughs> I can't and even imagine- do a Pacino to, but I yeah. If if we we need an improv like voice actor on here to just, and this is what it would be like if Al Pacino were Koopa. Well, and you know what? That would be, I'd really respect the craft because of the degree of difficulty. Like they talk about things like, ooh, Lord of the Rings. They made all three movies at the same time. Even back in the 70s, they made the first two Superman at the same time. Ooh, like, yeah, you made three movies with everyone playing the same character. You took shortcuts. You know what's harder? Use the exact same cast and director and screenwriter. (laughs) Make House of Gucci. And then a Super Mario Brothers animated movie. What's the third? What's the third in the Jared Leto does the Mario voice in three movies? And then I think it's a Ron Jeremy biopic. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing three different characters, but doing the exact same voice. Jenna, I'm a coming. (laughs) No, I mean, yes. Uh, I interviewed Ron Jeremy in college. All right. And well, uh, he he seemed he seemed fine. Um, other than they had I found out afterwards they had to make sure that no one that went to the school ended up in the limousine with him. And he was really, really trying is what I heard. Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, that that sounds accurate right i mean that sounds like a pretty good all of the time life situation is don't let anyone not even like don't let loved ones don't let anyone you've ever met into a limo with ron jeremy no joke like maybe six years later uh after that time in college i was in los angeles my wife and i were going to see the cure at the Mm -hmm. hollywood bowl 
as we were leaving, you know, thousands of people filing out, a man lunged at me through the bushes. Through, wow. Like, I, I thought, like, I'm about to be attacked by a hobo. And the man who lunged at me from the bushes, one Ron Jeremy. <laughs> did did uh, Ronald recognize you? I mean... He's like, we did that interview back at WIDB six years ago, and I remember everything. No, he didn't seem like uh, his memory was good. Like, it didn't seem like, yeah, it didn't come from a place. Right, because, yeah, this, I was just there. I happened to be the person on the other side of the lunge. I'm not going to claim, and maybe you interviewed, I don't know what Ron Jeremy's music interests are, but I, I can't see Ron Jeremy being like, it's Friday night. I think I'm going to go see the cure. I just, that just, that math doesn't really check out to me. Well, they were both famous around the same time. And I mean, that kind of adds up, but like, you're right. He just happened to be in that bush in Hollywood at that time. And yeah. And you know, like they, they would be one of those like, you know, strange bedfellows thing where they're like, you guys sing about how sad you are. And I just, Bukaki all over young women who are sad. They're, and, they're, they're, and I'm sad. <laughs> they're sad. It's the saddest industry that's ever existed. We, your songs would be perfect for my movies if we were going for a different tone. Well, and I could see that that in the movie, right? We have Jared Leto as Ron Jeremy. He's bl- blowing a load on a young lady, and then just boys don't cry. Starts playing on the soundtrack and it just slowly inches up on his just unmoving, emotionless face. Because he's a boy and he's paid to blow loads. And there's many people that would consider that a dream job, although no one would actually want it in real life. I guess that's the weird thing with being a male porn star, right? Is that it's kind of like everyone's like, oh, man, that's the life. You have sex for a living. Yet no one would actually want to do it. Yeah, you have there. Yeah. And you know what? Jared Leto has no shame. He's willing to put on 150 pounds to play this role. Oh, Uh, yeah. God, yeah. This is this is going to be a great trilogy of movies. It started with House of Gucci. Loved it. Super Mario is going to be great, which he's all he's ready. He's ready. And it all leads up to this. Well, and it's 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 the casting of Chris Pratt publicly. It's a pro wrestling move, right? You swerve the audience. That way, when you get Jared Leto in there and he crushes the role, it's just that much sweeter. Mm. And then John somebody, Moxley. yeah, back to John, back to John Moxley and CM Punk. <laughs> uh. So, so, so do you? But so you're th- saying you don't think? So, because what the fuck? Like, because if 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 there's no legit injury and this isn't a reaction to something, I'm not understanding having Punk lose in three minutes because unless you're trying to set him up as the i guess the like darby allen you're trying to say hey cm punk is now darby allen trying to win the title back at all out but i don't see that playing right because nobody wants to root against moxley if i don't know like unless he's against nick gage yeah and yeah yeah you cover that pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we we we'll yeah, we, we 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 discussed. We discussed. We'll, we'll, we'll get deeper it, into that when I we don't know. Is is Punk is big of he has to still be the biggest star even with Kenny Omega back, with Danielson back. Like 
I but but now it looks like Danielson's going against Jericho at the pay per view, right? Presumably Kenny, uh, you, you know, let's just say it, like it's presumably going to be Kenny and the Bucks against the Dark Order, right? Is what we all think the six man final is going to be. So it's like a lot of these guys are busy now. Hangman, as I've been saying, could play Miss Elizabeth in that that six man match. That seems like kind of a little bit of a waste of the guy that was literally your world champion on pay per views earlier this year. But but maybe that's it. Maybe. You know, but then again, maybe, and I'm, I'm just seeing, in, I see Omega and the Bucks coming out at the end of Dynamite here, looking and, and making some pointing. So I don't know, maybe, maybe the Dark Order is not a shoe in to be who they, they go against in the finals. But I, I feel pretty good Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are going to be in that match. It's like, who else could Moxley be going against? It kind of feels like, Number one, Hangman Page. Number two, CM Punk. End of list. I mean, even Powerhouse Hobbs has a match at all out at this point. <laughs> and there's so many guys in the back, like Andrade's like, I don't have anything going on. And it's like, you did the flare match. You're good for the year. <laughs> so what is, okay, so I didn't see a second of this match. It was over my shoulder and I've been looking at you. Um, yeah, I, I have it over my shoulder. I could, I wasn't really following it. It looked pretty good. <laughs> Surprising, you know, big shock. Six really good workers looked like they were having a really good match. I mean, and they gave it like 20 minutes, um, but I didn't. But Okay, so right now we're looking at Osprey and Kenny Omega yelling at each other, which for the last year, mm-hmm. they have been feuding on the internet. So this easily could be the finish of this where you could have a Kenny Omega who's not quite ready to do a full, you know, hour match with Will Ospreay, but put him in a six man, let everybody else do a lot of work and let him get some good shit in. Uh? One, this could be also where you start getting into the other side of the forbidden door. Like you were just talking about, cause now it's like, we talk about these things like getting Will Ospreay here and like the, how the forbidden door means we have a lot of interesting guys on dynamite. But there's a lot of really good guys in the Dynamite, I'm sorry, the AEW roster that aren't getting regular spots. So, like, could you could that be setting up something in New Japan for Kenny and Osprey? You know, I don't know if it can wait till the the Tokyo Dome, but maybe it does or something like where maybe you're just like, you know, and and Tony these days is like, you know what, Kenny, take a month. Do some New Japan. Wrestle one of those big matches. It's okay. We have enough star power. Um, you know, I, doesn't I, seem impl- crazy. Speaking of Kenny, what did you think of last week? I I mean, it could have been like him looking rusty as part of the story, or it could have been him looking I, rusty because he's been gone so long. I, I think it was it, like I was a little surprised that anyone thought it wasn't part of the story. Cause like I was watching it again with, with my brother and it was like comically overdone. And the fact that like, he didn't do anything dangerous. Cause that's the thing is like, we know if guys play a little loose, like they could hurt people, but like he kind of accidentally landed perfectly the wrong way, you know, like doing the, you can't escape move and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's the perfect example. And that's like right early in the match. And it's, you know, Kenny Omega is is pretty much the Jared Leto of wrestling in terms mm. of he, he is just a great actor. 
Um, although Leto, we actually, we started this by saying Leto's not a great actor, generally speaking. I was like, I don't like him, but I loved yeah. Gucci. He he has a great agent, though. He has a wonderful, terrific agent that gets him premium roles. And I guess maybe that's Don Callis for Kenny. But what I'm saying is, yeah, for <laughs> me, I think that was all storyline. I think wearing the shirt was part of the storyline. Like, JR was even, like, kind of fat shaming him a little bit, which is <laughs> weird, but also something that you're obviously only going to do if you know that he's in normal Kenny Omega shape underneath that shirt. That was, yeah, it it was bizarre to see Kenny Omega as a shirt on wrestler. And then you're hearing JR say like, ah, somebody's had one too many taquitos from the 7-Eleven rollers. <laughs> and I mean, we all know that the, the, Three for five dollar deal at that 7 Eleven for the taquitos is a steal, but when you're a professional wrestler and not an elderly announcer, you just can't have it every day, Kenny. <laughs> By the way, and this is a little bit of a non sequitur, you notice it seems like the last two weeks now we're back to Jim Ross doing all two hours of dynamite after many weeks where he was only doing the second half. Is that a reaction to the ratings where they're like, maybe just people flipping through the channels, they hear Jim Ross's voice? they're more likely to stop. That has to be a thought, right? I well, mean, I he's, thought... he's a huge, like he's the voice of the attitude era. He's the voice of our childhood. And, and I think that all the hardcores are all kind of like co-signed on him fading into the background. And like, we're, we're like, we're totally cool with Taz and Excalibur and Tony. Like we are fully on board with this, but like, we're the ones already watching. That's yeah, and all those the the casuals flipping through, they didn't live through the New Japan years, mm -hmm. and uh, that was honestly, I think we should go back and watch some of the uh, the Jim Ross highlights of him calling New Japan matches because there there were some beauties in there. Yeah, yeah, him they having were... to say those people's names, um, him having to, I don't know, like. Honestly, when I was at the Cow Palace and watched Jay White knock him backwards out of his chair and him be very, very mad, that was great. Yeah, and actually, now that you think about it, um, JR's not only doing two hours dynamite, he's also doing Rampage. Because I remember that that was something we've gotten recently is another kind of modern JR tour de force performance is wrestling with pronouns when Sonny Kiss is involved in a match. Um, <laughs> which is always, it's right up there with you have Japanese wrestlers with similar names. And then anyone that is not a totally traditional binary gendered person. Those are the two things where JR really shows his age. Oh, it. Yeah. 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 I, I get it. It's hard. It's hard for he's trying. He's he, trying. He usually corrects himself, right? Yeah. I mean, and he, again, the man's literally a grandpa and his wife died years ago, you know, and he's got Bell's palsy for God's sakes. Like I, I do kind of wonder why does he even want to be on television anymore? Like, He's he's got the barbecue sauce. He's done some one man shows. Like, does he? I don't think he needs the money, right? Well, he has to enjoy that pop he gets every time they play the the marching band song and the crowd goes yeah. nuts to see him. Like that has to feel good. You want, gotta want that every week. I but I kind of feel like 
I, I get that, but when kind of in his last days with WWE, where he was only getting like the one match per pay per view, and that was it, and he would get the full intro, like that's you're getting a pretty big pop, right? You're getting like the fifteen, sixteen thousand person pay per view pop. I mean, that's a pretty good pop. <laughs> if you really want to book Jr. a job <laughs> that is he's out of his league on, if he had problems with Sonny Kiss. Let's get him the full show of Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Watching <laughs> JR in a handicap match against pronouns is the, I, the the main event. I'm just imagining it. It's Effie's Big Gay Brunch. The very beginning of the show, the first thing on the show is JR with the marching band music, right? And the dun 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 dun. dun. But it's a bunch of drag queens in cheerleader outfits, just like doing cartwheels and just Jim Ross coming out just like horrified, just having like just looking kind of visibly just like a confused old man who doesn't know what's happening. The only thing kind he could say is the thing that when a person of that age doesn't like something or understand, they just say, well, that was different. (laughs) exactly (laughs) that is the most pc way to say everything going through his mind it's it's yeah that's funny it would be jr doing gcw let alone an effie show would be very similar to when we had my mom try sushi (laughs) 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 they're probably similar ages um yeah <laughs> pronouns are hard like chopsticks man you you know you gotta <laughs> once you learn them though you get it you get the hang of it and you uh you impress people and well and exactly and like like pronoun you know old people with pronouns or an old person that's ever had it going to a japanese restaurant they're gonna get it wrong because they're gonna go with what they used to and they're gonna try to order general zao's chicken at the japanese restaurant <laughs> And they're not going to understand why other people are finding it offensive that they're even trying to get that. Are you sure you can do this? That seems like a lot of wasabi. I can, I can, I can do this. This is, I've, I've done this before. Oh my God, he's humping his face. (laughs) Wait, he's humping their face. (laughs) Yeah, because you know he would just go back to Attitude Era. But it would be the pronouns that would throw him off because he'd be like, "Okay, I've seen a lot of genitals in other people's faces. That's been a big part of wrestling for a long time. But but now the pronouns are different and it confuses him and and probably scares him. Fair, fair. Although Um, him doing deathmatch war games would also be pretty cool. By God, the humanity. What's a gusset plate? Why is that here? <laughs> a pizza cutter that that doesn't that doesn't seem like a very oh my god you can curse here jim okay thank you what the fuck's a jimmy lloyd oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man um just sorry I, I, my brain's going a little all over the place we were talking about kenny and yeah something happened to me this week with kenny omega you know kenny was on dynamite last week we're all very excited to have the cleaner back we Mm, honestly there was a piece of my heart that was hard to fill without him there and you know it's it's there my kid's coming soon and i thought 
well, I have not bought this baby a wrestling toy. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's like very few wrestling toys that's okay to just hand to a baby. Right. But I thought my favorite wrestling toy growing up has been canceled, uh, which was a Hulk Hogan <laughs> wrestling buddy. But yeah. I was like, but I can get him one that hasn't been. I'm going to get him this Kenny Omega wrestling buddy. So I get on Amazon. I order mm-hmm. it. Two days later, it arrives. And awesome. I'm like, a, I'm like a kid on Christmas, ready to unbox this thing. Mm-hmm. It's in this this uh they come sealed in a cardboard box not just the amazon box but like a wrestling buddies box okay because they make open right because you could see them on the shelf but i guess these days they don't they don't really sell them off a shelf right everyone just buys them online yeah so it comes in a box that says wrestling buddies kenny omega i'm Mm -hmm. so excited i'm lighting up My, my man is back open this box pull it out and who's there to fuck me one last time cody rhodes uh yeah that's uh now, did Cody have like the purple side of his body <laughs> in in this? Re- was it a modern 2022 he, version? He actually it looked like he took a purple Sharpie and did that. <laughs> and then uh, on the box, it was signed to Garrett. Fuck you, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and yeah. then Rhodes was underlined twice. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. I, I guess that's kind of a karma thing, right? Because you you live in Tennessee, and as part of your taxes, you can get a free cane wrestle buddy, and you declined <laughs> that to order the Kenny Omega one. So maybe maybe Mr. Jacobs had something to do with that. So the Kenny wrestle buddy did eventually come, and it has twelve catchphrases. What would Kane's twelve catchphrases be? Um, I, they'd have a lot to do with June. January 6th that's uh like well one is a gong and you can hear the flames and then two you hear like Psh, ah! and then three it's like it was all a hoax um and you're like what yeah. was a hoax what was a hoax sir He's four like, is like him just doing like rest in peace and then five is let's go brandon ha <laughs> ha the next one is teachers are indoctrinating our children <laughs> And then there's one where like if you were just in the booth recording and didn't realize it was still going. And it's just like, no, honey, I mean, come on, I, I give you a hundred. I'm the mayor. I'm the mayor. I can't get in trouble. Just give me Wait, a, is that still all recording? I, all I want <laughs> is a hand job, right? Nothing mouth. Nothing mouth. Just need a little release. Oh, I love this. Our could be a massage people. booth. Uh-huh. If, I, if I, this could be a massage booth basically he's gonna i would like that version of him that's just saying the things fred willard was saying in that yeah. nudie booth when he got arrested mm-hmm. that's right i don't know if any do wrestling fans know fred willard i think i think i think so i think he's a people google away you'll be like him okay yeah, people people know how Google works. They can figure it out if they really care. I mean, he's only recently departed too, so I think he. I, I bet a lot of people are googling it, and they're going, "Oh yeah, everybody right. loves Raymond." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's been on, I think, probably every sitcom known to man between 1971 and like four years ago or whatever. Either way, Fred Willard famously arrested in his older years in a, a nudie booth. Leave the guy alone. Yeah. Leave him alone. Just He's like a, JR. But, just, but Kane, <laughs> Kane's not at that range yet. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's not, he's not a endearing old man. Uh, 
By the yet. way, I, I do think we should update the listeners, you know, because Chris isn't here and we've obviously talked about he's he's been struggling with COVID the last couple of weeks. So he is not on a respirator or anything like that, right? Nothing to be worried about. He does is still amazingly symptomatic. And he actually was taking his entire family ice skating in Rockefeller Center with a bunch of immunocompromised orphans. And that's why he couldn't he couldn't join us today. Again, he's fine, but incredibly symptomatic and still um, spreading, still actively spreading the contagion. Um, I get all of his his medical reports go to my email. He just we, we share an email address from the old podcast days. It does bother me that he is following around some famous New York figures, uh, yeah. some very beloved people. I saw that yesterday he ran into David Letterman on the street and had a 15 and a half minute conversation with him, which I believe you have to be around somebody about 15 minutes for the for the spread. Yeah, to take I, am, I imagine he had an alert on his phone and then with 15 minutes, he goes, all right, I'm sorry. Uh, bye. Like he ended the conversation when he had spread enough of his hot, hot breath. Into he only left because icon. he thought he saw Regis crossing the street. And then until he realized that Regis has been gone for years. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that would be, you know, when we say Conrad is on like the beginning of something even bigger. And like, we're like, well, Ric Flair can't have another match. Nobody would buy tickets again. Like, but like, it's just him and Chris just in a in a hot room together in the middle of the summer, seeing how long Flair can survive. Uh, get, get well soon, Chris. But, you know, you seem to be doing well with it. You, you he's, seem doing, to be having... he's doing great. Just if you I see him on the street, him. stay away. Yeah, get away from him and uh, avoid Six Flags, avoid um, big movies coming out, avoid mm -hmm. any Grateful Dead event in the New York oh, State area. That That is, that's a guarantee. I would probably stay away from anywhere that does soft serve ice cream. He likes to just <laughs> kind of take it right from the machine directly into his mouth. Um, so I would just stay really away doing from the that. suicides in a, at a Taco Bell. Like yep. get a little taste to all the flavors. That's that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, the United Nations, probably another place you'd want to stay away from. Chris, Chris, uh, he doesn't work there, but he just likes listening to wrestling podcasts out on the steps of of uh, the United Nations. Uh, he is always outside of the Today Show with a sign. Yep. Um, I know that's very crowded, especially if, I mean, he is right in the middle. Like he doesn't like the front. He doesn't like the back. He likes the the middle, especially yeah. if like a Harry Styles or an Adele, somebody that's going to draw a big crowd. And generally too, like when they do things, the make a wish events for the kids that are actively fighting cancer that somehow Chris just wanders in backstage. Like he's not even doing it purposefully. There's no malice. He just kind of wanders in and just, Oh, there's John Cena and 18 kids with aggressive stage four cancers. Um, Are you yeah. at all worried that when this comes out tomorrow, uh, mm -hmm. that you're going to receive a call from Chris and say, you made me sound like a fucking pud on that show. <laughs> I hope so. I truly, I truly, that's actually was the purpose of this. Me, me and Garrett have a game plan going on. We're like, let's alienate uh, our very good friends and podcast co-hosts 
as much as possible. That's going to be, we're going to have rotating hosts here and it's just going to be, you should see what we're going to like, you know, Garrett's already alluded to his, his wife is like 13 months pregnant and yeah, he's inevitably going to miss a show and we're just going to absolutely lay into you, buddy, when you're not here. Uh, you, you come for me. I dare you. I dare you to come for me. This is, uh, take me to the pud zone. Well, you know, you, you edit the podcast, so you kind of have the pencil, right? That's true. That's true. And you've said a lot of things that I can really edit and turn around. Like the podcast starts like, Hey everybody, welcome to predetermined pro wrestling. And then you just hear you from this episode say, let's go Brandon. (laughs) Yeah. I, I was, I was wondering why, um, you had me read a transcript of the entire eight Chan website. Um, (laughs) I didn't understand why we were doing that earlier before we started recording. Now I'm getting it. It's so that I can make an AI of you eventually that, you know, <laughs> just this is, this is all I need. Um, yeah. You mentioned my wife is uh, 13 months pregnant. So last night we did a very responsible thing and went to see my chemical romance. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, as one does since the beginning of our relationship, uh, we've talked about going to see this band. It finally happened. Uh, originally we we're going to go to Chicago. It was like a week after the due date, but this is a couple weeks before. So it's like, let's, let's do this. And a great time was had by all. And while we were standing outside, who passes me on the sidewalk, but Darby Allen. Hmm. Darby Allen. And so now you're in Nashville. Darby yes. lives in Washington, right? Pretty famous. Seattle, yeah. State. AEW was nowhere near Nashville. Presumably you would have known if he was on an indie card. So what is he just is he just like following around my cam? I think he is. He had a backstage pass uh on around his neck. And I I can't believe I didn't say anything to him. We were standing outside the venue and I saw him approaching, like he was very, very close. And I did a really hard double take because you don't expect to see Darby Allen out in the world in a place that he doesn't live. Well, and I got to imagine it's not like like if you saw just to say someone else who could plausibly start bleeding at, at a concert when if you ran into them, uh, John Moxley, like if you bumped into Moxley, he's like six, three jacked, like there's no remotely mistaking him for someone else. Whereas Darby is more like normal person sized. Like, was that a factor where you just like, oh, because I've had that with celebrities before where I'm like, oh, there's that guy I know. And it takes me a second to be like, oh, I know them from television. They're not like just a buddy of mine. So I was actually I mean, he was like one. I think he was taller than I expected him to be. Like, I've seen him live, but I'd never been, you know, like four feet from him to where I'm like, wow, you are, you're actually bigger, beefier, and more handsome than on TV. Yeah. He seems like he'd be more handsome without the face. I assume he wasn't wearing the face paint. <laughs> yeah, he, it was a My Chemical Romance show. And he, well, that's he, why I said, I assume, right. If it was like, if you were like, we're at, you know, the Eagles reunion show, I, I'd be really confident he, he was going no face paint, but he, he was there with a guy that could have looked like, uh, a wrestling podcaster. He looked like any of us. Like if you told me like, Hey Garrett, he's with you right now. I'd be like, Oh, that is me. <laughs> but Derek asked, you guys were joking around asking if sting was with him. 
I wish I had not said anything to Darby and approached that man and been like, Sting? And uh... <laughs> we we do have to though. I think like I know this isn't great body editing. I feel like we had some good jokes. I just got to go find them and just read them for the listeners <laughs> on what said... we said. So I think was it you or Chris that said Sting was out in the car reading a book, <laughs> waiting was... to pick Darby up. <laughs> that was that was Chris. I I think that was probably that was probably uh, the best one. Okay, I can't. We we text too much. I can't find anything as compelling of podcasting as this is to find texts we sent each other. That's that was the original name of the podcast when we rebooted. We're like, let's not make it predetermined. Let's call it us stumbling over trying to remember jokes we made over text in the last week. Next week we're going to read a uh, ten year old Rob Delaney tweets <laughs> and see if they hold up. <laughs> uh. Sure. As, as long as was he tweeting about Beastman a lot ten years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's my only. Uh... A, a Rob Delaney tweet ten years ago would have been like at Walmart watching Beastman. My pants are moist. <laughs> like that. That that would have been it. That does sound quite accurate. So all right. So we we've talked a lot about the AEW stuff, and there's been a lot of interesting. So Kenny, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, how much I, I think it's all a work. I think that I think uh, his his first big singles match is going to be incredible. I think he's all the way back. Um, I'm really curious what they do with the world title match at all out. I'm really curious what they do with punk at all out, whether it's part of that or not. There's a lot of interesting stuff, but I think we really covered it. What else in the world of uh, of wrestling is big? I, I mean, I could get into all the WWE I watched over the weekend, but like. You, any of our listeners either already know those matches or are never, ever going to watch them. So, Well, a big thing that I do want to promote is this coming weekend in Boston mm-hmm. is ICW Pit Fighter Battle of the Tough Guys, Ooh. which former predetermined, I'd say if you were a predetermined host at one point, you're always a predetermined host, a uh, hard way heater. Is mm-hmm. back. He's wrestling. He is fighting Hoodfoot in the first round of uh, Battle of the Tough Guys for ICW on IWTV this weekend. And everybody, get your eye. If you don't have an IWTV subscription, it's like, well, like seven, ten bucks. Re up that shit. Watch Hardway Heater. Support that guy. Well, it's just the way, like, if, if again, on, on fight, you'd, you'd pay 10 bucks easily for that show, right? Like, if that was just on fight and that was the only way you get it and it was $9.99, you wouldn't think about it. You would just order it, right? So why not just – you can watch some other shit. They don't know that. They don't know that you would have paid 10 for the one show. You can just pay for the library. And you can just watch other shit. They'll never know. It'll be a bunch secret. of old GCWs on there. Yeah. You know, there's, there's good shit. No, but um, really excited to get him on and, or to, to check him out. Yeah. But also uh, he is very interested in coming back on the show and talking his shit. So we could actually get him on after at some point to talk about battle of the tough guys and what else he has coming up in the, the world of deathmatch wrestling. And what kind of roles we, we think, you know, he'd like to see Jared Leto play. And, Which, and if he saw Chris anywhere out and about in busy public places and pause, Chris was actually on the plane the whole ride. He was the stewardess. <laughs> yeah, he um, he he 
he dropped the puck at a Bruins game uh, <laughs> alongside a bunch of uh, 9-11 survivors that were in Boston for the game. Pretty soon, John Stewart is going to be out there making sure that Chris is behind bars. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be we're going to it's going to be like a Carmen San Diego game. We're going to be like, this is where Chris was. It's uh, a giant. He Chris was visiting a giant statue gifted from the French to the Americans coughing all over new immigrants that just <laughs> wanted to finally come to America. The land of the free. It's a little bit of geography. It's a little (laughs) bit of science. This is a, this is, this honestly could be on Disney plus. It it could be, it could be, it could be. Well, cause Disney plus, I believe, and this is a a shoot. I believe actually has the, they own and have the access to uh, the archives of America's most wanted. So Chris could easily not the tag team, the the show. Um, So I, I could see, uh, I could see Chris making that. Or it could be, again, more of a Carmen San Diego and uh, kind of a joyous, wondrous uh, ride. <laughs> oh, man. Before we get out of here, um, I do want to, you know, promote Beastman at least one yeah. more time. Mm-hmm. You've got the JCW show coming up. And that card is really shaping up to be like well, kind of a banger show. Well, I don't know that we've talked about this on the pod. So that was you brought up IWTV. So that day. In the same building in Jersey, it's about 25, 30 minutes from where the faxi pad, where, uh, where, I, where I hold. So we'll have probably a couple of brewskis at my place before heading over. They're doing two shows. So the early show is a GCW show, but it's a settlement series show. So they're not really bringing the A talent. Now, normally in Atlantic City and stuff like that, they do a JCW show first, which is basically it's the, it's the heat. You know, the pregame show, it's the AAA version of G- GCW. And then you're going to see Gene Schnitzky do something before The Rock comes exactly. out. Exactly. Essa Rios is going to, you know, be featured prominently. But, you know, but you might even, and usually in the JCW show, you'll see like one GCW or a couple of GCW stalwarts that just weren't on the big show. So it's just like, you know, Jimmy Lloyd's not on the big show. Maybe he'll work the main event of JCW or something like that. But interestingly for the settlement series, they're just doing the opposite where they're like, we don't give a shit about the GCW show for the settlement series. It just has to technically be branded GCW. Right? So what they're doing is they're basically making the minor league show GCW to be part of the settlement series. So it'll be on IWTV. So you can see that show with your $7 after you see heater stick around to see the, uh, the beast man undercard. And then JCW is where they're putting the A-list talent. So essentially JCW for one night only is is the main event. It's the biggest show in Jersey. Man, it, they could legitimately headline that with Beastman versus Janela. Though now you've got Slade versus Mance Warner in a barbed wire match. You've got, I believe, Speedball versus Yoya. Yeah, that's gonna be fun as hell. Um, who else was? Well, I don't know if they're done announcing stuff either. And is is that actually? I'm just now. I'm trying to think of it. Is that is it? A lot of times the JCW shows are free on YouTube. Are is this one just streaming for free? Yeah, we're everybody's gonna watch it. Like this is gonna break ratings records. That, that, that's actually gonna. 
it's Lauderdale hard to look. Lauderdale heard us talking about going to the West Virginia show for free. Just bring a chair, and he was like, "Hold my beer. I'm booking Beastman against Janella, and the whole world can watch it for free on YouTube." It's and you know what? J- I hope Lauderdale doesn't see Appalachian wrestling because he's going to start having us bring our own chairs that the wrestlers break and put tables on. And then he has no overhead on that. You know, he just, he's breaking these jabronis chairs. I'm not going to lie. You know, at least for the the shows in New York, I've obviously been to more GCW shows in New York than anywhere else, but New York and New Jersey, I think I'd prefer to bring my own chairs because they really have these tiny chairs that they really pack together to the point where I just started buying GA to a lot of shows, not to save money, but I'm just like, I just legitimately don't want to take the risk of being in the middle of a row with a bunch of other Husky wrestling podcasters. (laughs) Uh, you really are it's the who's who of husky wrestling podcasters it really is i mean it's it's in jersey mittens is going to be there i know he's not a podcaster per se not yet but he soon mittens will be predetermined oh yeah i what do you think i say we vote him in i mean these other two puds aren't here right now to vote (laughs) yeah i mean we we should we should get them on before Chris is back, right? Because I don't know if we want Mittens to get COVID. He'd be, it'd be too big of a hit to the indie wrestling community. But think about, oh my God, like the, the special that Netflix put out for Bob Saget and how beloved he was. Uh, <laughs> IWTV would put on a similar thing for Mittens and the who's who of deathmatch wrestling would be there like think about a eulogy performed by schlack this could be uh like i really loved mittens i just i could just see a eulogy of jimmy lloyd just smoking and then it keeps looking like he's gonna put his cigarette down and start talking but then he just keeps just grabbing another one and lighting it off the last one and then just at the very end, after about 11 minutes of that, just one tear, just one tear rolls down. He leaves without saying a word. And then Stephanie McMahon, obviously watching live on IWTV, sees that. And that's what causes her to finally pay the money to get Jimmy Lloyd over to the to the red brand. Yeah. Also, does the do the listeners know Mittens? Like, I just assume, I assume a lot of things where it's like, we're all the same level of dorks, uh, but where we pay attention to the people in the crowd enough to know the name. Here's a better question, right? Is, so let's just go ahead on the premise that some do and some don't. Is, you know, uh, who did we bring up earlier? Um, Hollywood. uh, Fred Willard. Fred Willard, right? So Fred Willard, it's not hard to spell Fred Willard. You Google search Fred Willard. Two seconds later, there's a picture of Fred Willard, and you probably are going to recognize him, right? Even if you don't, aren't a big movie guy or a big TV guy, you're going to recognize him from something. Guy's been in a hundred different things. But Mittens, what? I, I, listeners, if you don't know who Mittens is, we're not going to tell you. I want to know your your SEO strategy behind even finding out who, like, I, you know what? I'm going to just do it right now. I'm going to put in Mittens gcw and just see what happens that that i'm interested in this search oh you know what his twitter his twitter comes up which is 
Mac McMuffins at NY NDCM Punk Kid. So yeah, he his Twitter is the first thing that comes up for Mittens GCW. But when you go to images, I am not seeing a picture of Mittens. I'm sure there's one in there, but I don't... Any I mean, GCW I'm, show, any ICW show, you're going to find him. And here's the thing. I like Mittens. I mean, I have had very good experiences with Mittens. Uh, getting to watch Mittens see CM Punk wrestle for the first time since he left was highlight of uh, All Out last year. Like, he was just... Yeah. he seen that level of joy. Like, I think it could power some sort of ship. If you could bottle Mittens energy in that moment, you, you know, that's that's gold. Well, that's one more thing to watch this this JCW show um, on what I believe it's September the 12th, 10th, 12th. 10th, 12th. It's one of those days, maybe the 11th. Um, Trust me, we'll talk about it more times leading we'll, up to we'll, we'll this talk about our WrestleMania. It's Beastman Janela. You can watch it on YouTube for free. Tickets are still available if you are within driving distance. And if you're within driving distance, you can certainly meet Mittens. He'll be there. He'll be very visible. I'm very, I haven't talked to him or anything, but I'm very confident he, he will be there. Um, his, did his you guys like, get front row? Did we? Yeah. No, because again, I don't know the venue and I don't know what the situation is going to be. Because somewhere in the New York, New Jersey area, sometimes the first row is terrible. In Hammerstein, first row is great. In even the Atlantic City, in the, in the bigger casinos, usually the seats are pretty solid. But on a venue that I, I haven't seen them work before, I'm I'm usually just more I want to do GA and kind of scope the space out because I've been burned a lot of times where I buy the front row tickets or the second row tickets and end up just standing the entire show anyway because you like got it. two beast mans on both sides of you and exactly and they're both husking aggressively. <laughs> Oh, you guys are going to have so much fun. Derek and, and Chris, the, those, those boys, if they, if they ever come back, uh, yeah. they, they're going to have a good time at all out. Oh, I do need to bring this up. Did you, you listen to last week's show? I did. You weren't on? Okay. So I did give Chris a lot of shit about not staying at the red roof in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a lot. Like I really, honestly, I bullied him a little bit to try and get him to sleep at the red roof in. And I found out that our listeners from Canada, Lowell and Matt, have a room booked at the Red Roof Inn. So we're going to get a scoop from inside the building. And uh, hopefully we can get Chris in that room with him at some point. Yeah, I I remember last year. Good luck, Lowell and Matt. uh, I remember last year, Derek just describing the murder room. Us kind of not fully believing. We're like, oh, he's using hyperbole. He's exaggerating. Then we obviously had to see it. And it's like, nope. He gave a full, completely right down the middle, accurate description of, of this room. It definitely looks like a murder took place here at some point fairly recently. Um, and uh, But then if you recall, I think the second or third night, we were like, yeah, let's get some – let's get some uh, – Let's get some some hard seltzers. Let's get some claws and drink them in the murder room. That was a feature, not a bug. <laughs> That's true. That, yeah, man. That I'm I'm excited for everybody involved in that weekend. It's it's gonna be good. Um, I'll actually sounds like my baby will be coming a day or two after that. Now, 
That's uh, that's that is that is interesting. That is uh, interesting timing. I will um, I will be for this is the second time for all out. I will be out of the country. Um, to be determined if I will order it from Iceland, which is where I will be or not. If like, if I have like a, a four hour period, I can watch the show. I will certainly order it. It's cheaper on fight TV in Europe. It's usually only about 20 Euro. Um, I was going to say you could, you could actually get it on fight. Yeah. That's honestly just for that alone would be it, worth, uh, worth doing it. Yeah. But you can access it when you get back home though. So it mm. won't just sit there with like, I guess I could probably use VPN or something, but um, I, you know, I would like, but again, it's hard to say, cause we're only going to be there for six days. It really depends. You know, typically my wife gets traveler sickness everywhere. So that usually buys me a window that she's just vomiting in the other room and I can watch some wrestling. Um, but I don't know, Iceland, uh, I, I don't know if they have the kind of food that's going to disagree. I mean, literally she's gotten traveler sickness in Orlando. So, um, well, from what I understand food wise in Iceland, hot dogs are very big. Um, made I know my, when my wife went, a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, lamb. They're made with lamb on the hot dogs. Uh, definitely going to get some of those. I don't know what she's going to eat. She's probably not going to touch any of it. But then she's going to eat something weird and get sick anyway. So, Well, while you're there, be sure to hit up the uh, Big Lebowski White Russian Bar. That's on the list. That is absolutely on the list. And uh, I'm I'm basically planning, too, and just trying to find some tremendously large Viking-looking dudes and then just trying to, A, explain pro wrestling and then try to actively <laughs> recruit them to fight Beastman. I thought you were going to say to recruit them to be new, uh, new hosts of this show. Every week we add somebody else. <laughs> just so then when they're not on it, we can shit talk them. Right? Yeah, those fucking puds. God, <laughs> I, fucking I'm not... I'm not going to get enough of that. But hey, you know what? We're close enough to the end on this. Uh, what do you say we wrap this thing up? Do it. Do it. You got any? You got anything to promote? You got a book coming out? Do you have... Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> I, I have... You uh, I'm still working on my um, Bukaki uh, album. Um, it's not ready for public consumption yet. But It's uh, a coffee table book. Is that what we're oh, talking yeah. about? It's a coffee table book. Um, and I it's for it's actually for the elderly. So I put the 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 proper pronouns for each person I'm bukkakiing uh in the caption so it helps them learn um that these things aren't always so uh binary. Honestly, an educational book. Yeah, I think it could be for kids too, sure. Good Lord. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. Who knows who's going to be on this show? It's a surprise to us even. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I like having no schedule, no <laughs> idea what we're talking about, and just coming in and chatting pro wrestling with you. But uh, There's a decent chance neither of us will be on. You You might, listeners, it might just be a 72-minute block of just... A random person breathing heavily. That could be next week's episode. Is it Beastman? Is it Mittens? Only time will tell. Is it, is it me watching Beastman? <laughs> it is, once again, it's you watching Beastman, eating a turkey leg, drinking a hard dew. And that is ASMR, my friends. Yeah, I mean, I can't top that. All right. At predetermined podcast on Instagram. I am at Gartet on social media. Uh, what do you got? 
I'm at uh, Jimmy Facts on Twitter. Um, I also realized I lost our old podcast login credentials, so that's going to be that's going to be it for me. I just shared some stuff with me and the Perisco brothers from a few years ago. I do that sometimes. I also tweet about the Yankees a lot, so you know it's fine if you don't follow me. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hit the goddamn music. <laughs>